The Oakland A's setting a record that they want no part of. It could happen. This is Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Wayne Coy, lifelong Oakland Athletics supporter. Uh, yeah, since I was like this big, since I knew what a baseball was, a media personality for a couple of decades, and now kind of rolling all of that into one big ball. Uh, get to be uh, every day talking about the team that I love and I have loved since I was seven years old. So nice to have you on board here. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out here with us as we take our daily dive into all things Oakland A's. And as a preamble to anything else, let you know that I have been dealing with the creepy crud for about, oh, geez, what is it, two weeks now. So because of that, every now and again, it's going to happen where I have to clear my throat and just deal with the phlegm. So apologies uh, straight up. Definitely want to encourage you, by the way, to be a part of it all here. You know, you can hit us up on Twitter, or you can check us out on YouTube, and you can drop a thought into our comment section. Always fun to hear what you have to say. Talking A's baseball, that's what we do, and it's, of course, what we want to be able to do with you. Talking A's. And Locked on A's is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And if you listen every day, well, you need to let us know that you are indeed an everydayer. That's important to know. You can put that right there in the comment section, too. Now, on today's show, we're going to talk about this record that the 2023 Oakland A's want no part of, but could actually set uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly in a center field platoon. And how we got here in the first place. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. You can swing for the fences on Sleeper. Your picks could win up to a hundred times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over thirty states. Check out Sleeper today. So, yeah, my name's Wayne Coy. If we haven't met yet, nice to meet you. I've uh, been uh, behind a microphone for a good long time. Never uh, have I had the opportunity, though, to just focus on the A's. I've certainly spent a lot of time talking about them on my show, but that isn't all we've talked about. And the great thing about the Locked On podcast is you do get to lock on. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the A's, uh, present, future, past, all of that as time goes by and uh, hopefully not disappear into our background here. It is kind of cool, though, because one second I'm here, the next second I'm standing next to Joe Rudy, which is pretty cool. So here's the thing. Before we get started, we want to thank uh, Jason Burke, who spent just a ton of time uh, behind a microphone talking about the A's on Locked on A's, of course, the previous host of the show. Uh, Jason, we wish all the best to. He's got uh, just a great way about him, and he's moved on to – uh, future endeavors and we know that he's doing a lot of writing and stuff and so we're going to continue to read what Jason writes and you know he hasn't stopped being an A's fan he just I think uh, needed some more time with his son and uh, the ability to uh, kind of focus on that so that uh, gives an opportunity uh, for yours truly to be able to step in and do something that I think I've always dreamed of which is just like I said be able to focus 100% of the content 
on uh, the team that I'm so passionate about and have been forever, and I know you are too. So uh, good again to meet you. We're going to certainly take uh, your opinions completely uh, to heart. So if there's stuff that you want to make sure you see us do, whether it's interviews or polls, or if there's subject matter that you want to make sure we talk about, we don't miss. If you think maybe we're not spending enough time on prospects or on the lineup or the manager or the move to Vegas, if that's indeed going to happen, all of that stuff, love to know from you. And it's your feedback that's going to guide the direction of the show. I don't really have an agenda except for the fact that we want to talk about the A's. That's, that's a given. Now, we can grow this thing together, and we can make it the coolest destination for all things A's. Isn't that neat? Now, we're going to discuss the A's, their trajectory, and what they need to do to avoid making, let's just be honest, not-so-great history. The Major League Baseball playoffs are around the corner, and that means, of course, that the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash, Okay. You can do that on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is right now with studs like Acuna and Betts and Otani. Uh, you can pick more or less on the stats for these stars, like home runs, for example, or hits or strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. That's S-L-E-E-P-E-R, Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. I was playing around with it a little bit earlier today, and I, I think, how am I supposed to stay away from Esty and some stolen bases? So, yeah, I'll be punching that up. Use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details, and they're, of course, always there for you. So if you have any questions whatsoever, you can check those out, and that tells you everything that you need to know about Sleeper. Make sure that you do that. And remember, if you can't be at the ballpark, you can, of course, catch every single pitch and catch of the Oakland A's season, your hometown broadcast with Ken Korak, of course, Vince Catronio, and the whole gang over there, the A's broadcast team. They're the best, and you can check them out on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Search athletics and you'll find them. Well, thanks as always for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day, every day. And if you are an everydayer, uh, coming up on the next Locked On A's, this is going to be interesting because we're going to give you all the latest from Sin City and the A's potential move to Vegas. Had a chance to talk to some insiders who know some things, and we'll share that with you on tomorrow's show. The Triple A's, you may have heard that comment as it refers to uh, the A's of the past, 1979, for example. And what did that mean? Well, it meant they didn't have a very good year and they were playing like a triple-A team instead of a major league team. I have to tell you, I was there. That was like sort of, you know, at my peak coming out of uh, school and getting into the A's. Of course, they had won those World Series in the 70s and, you know, I was kind of young still then. So this is my first opportunity to sort of be an adult A's fan and wouldn't you know it, they, uh, they paid me back by having the worst team that they ever had in history, 54 and 108. And you may be saying, wait a minute, that's, that's not too different than where we are right now. That's what I'm talking about. So how do you avoid repeating that history, which they really don't want to repeat? How do you stop from being a 54 and 108 team? It's a good question. Well, the first thing you need to do, obviously, is win some games. And it looked pretty good there last week. We had a three-game winning streak. Everything was cool. Beat the Angels. And then the Blue Jays came to town. 
And uh, last night, no exception after losing the first game. Second game, you kind of could have predicted it. Chris Bassett on the mound for the Blue Jays, coming back to the Coliseum. And, yeah, it just hurts to watch Chris in another uniform. Of course, he left us for the Mets, ended up with the Blue Jays. He's having a heck of a year. In fact, leading the American League in wins, uh, and nothing changed last night. It was a pitcher's duel, actually. Ken Waldachuk and Chris Bassett pretty much locking it up all the way through the sixth inning. But because of the number of pitches that Ken had thrown, Waldachuk leaves the game after six and in a tie. And then, of course, you can pretty much predict the rest from there. If you've watched the A's at all this year, you know the bullpen, it's not too pretty when they come in. And that was definitely the case last night. A sixth inning where they give up, seventh inning rather, where they give up six runs in one inning. Final score, 7-1, to A's lose, Blue Jays win their second in a row. And now it's what you call getaway day, so today we're going to try to at least take one of those. You may have noticed uh, that there was some some changes in terms of the lineup last night as well. Uh, One of the big things was the absence of uh, Lawrence Butler, and the reason he wasn't there is because he's on the Major League Baseball bereavement list, which means that he is taking time off uh, for family concerns. And, of course, there's nothing more important than that. So he'll get back. Uh, He's got a few days to be able to stay away and take care of the real priorities in life. So he'll do that. So in the meantime, uh, it was indeed Esty out in center field. And i got to be honest with you, I like seeing him out there. We're going to talk about that some more in just a minute. Uh, But I tell you, this is basically where we're at. They have to win 14 of the next 23 games to not end up tied with those 1979 54 and 108 triple A's. How do you do that? You just win baseball games, and that means you got to win two out of three series the rest of the way. 500 ain't going to cut it. Like I said, you're going to have to win 14 of the next 23. I don't know. The way things have gone so far this year, I wouldn't probably take that bet. Uh, but it would be interesting to maybe compare the two teams, and I sort of did that kind of by, by memory, just position by position. Let's see what you think of this in terms of that team versus this team, and I can already give you the spoiler, which is it ain't even close in favor of one or the other. Which do you think it is? Well, let's start off behind the plate, right? 1979 AAAs, the Oakland A's catcher, Jeff Newman, who was an all-star at one point, had a, a great defensive reputation, not much of a hitter, uh, but for those A's, actually not bad, right? 240, 250. And again, better probably as a defensive backstop than he was offensive versus Shea Langoliers, who uh, we just found out uh, last night has the ability to take a baseball bat to the under region and get the night off. Ooh, that hurt. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but watching the replay in slow motion, you know, I used to play catcher, and they call it the tools of ignorance for a reason because stuff happens. And it's, oftentimes it's a foul ball. In this case, uh, it's a backswing and a bat hitting you in, uh, what did Brody Brazil call it? The undercarriage. It's a good way to put it, I guess. All right, so I got to tell you, based on Shea's arm, which is a cannon, uh, and his defensive prowess, I'm going to give the nod to the 23 Oakland A's in this particular case. 
Okay, so 23 A's get one point. You keep track at home. I don't have anything to write on. First base, Dave Revering for the 79 A's. And for us, Ryan Noda, I guess, most games at that position so far this year. Tyler Soderstrom, of course, is uh, playing some first base, catching as well, DHing. Uh, I think you got to give this one to Dave Revering just because of the fact that he, throughout his career, was close to a 300 hitter, very adequate defensively. Now, that's not to say that over the course of time, and that'll be a recurring theme here, that these young 23As don't have an opportunity to be much better than those 1979 AAAs. But for this particular time, I think we're going to give the nod at first base to Dave Revering from the 79 team. Let's move over to second base, where uh, for the current Oakland A's, guy named Zach Geloff has been getting most of the time there. Now, of course, earlier in the season, it was more of a, a Tony Kemp situation at second base. Uh, but it does look to be Zach's position. He certainly hit the heck out of the ball. And so you're going to compare Zach Geloff to Mike Edwards, or as MC Hammer used to call him, Mike Edwards, playing second base for the 79 A's. Geloff already, in just a short amount of time that he's been there, has shown more offense than Mike Edwards ever did in his entire career. So I'll give the 23As the nod there as well. So, okay, is that two? Yeah, it's two for 23, one for 79. Let's move over to shortstop, Rob Piccolo, who uh, unfortunately died at a very young age, uh, left us way, way too soon. Not only did he star for the A's, but he's a, a great coach for the California Angels as well back in the day. So he was our shortstop in 79 for most of the games. And then, of course, for the A's now, defensive whiz Nick Allen, who certainly has a reputation, uh, came into the major leagues with, a, I think, a pretty high bar because people expect him to be one of the better defensive players uh, in the American League. And if he can hit, it's just a bonus. Uh, probably call that one a draw just because, again, Piccolo, uh, serviceable, but by no means a star. Um, and certainly it's way too early for Nick Allen. So we'll just call that a tie. Moving over to third base, you had an all-star at third for the 79 A's. Uh, 1977 all-star game representative would have been Wayne Gross, number 10. I know, because that was my number two. Uh, it was Dave Duncan's number. It was Tony LaRusso's number. Uh, but it was also Wayne Gross's number. I always liked him. Obviously, we share a first name. And I see him at Costco. So there you go, in Danville. Uh, yeah, Wayne Gross versus, you know, I mean, we've had three or four people play third base. Uh, I don't know yet what the future of that position is. I'm not going to say that it's anybody on this current squad's position uh, at all. I mean, I know that uh, there's a particular player getting most of the ABs over there right now. But is he the third baseman of the future? Okay, moving out to the outfield. Let's start with uh, left field. And rookie year, 1979, for a guy you might have heard of. His name is Ricky. Ricky Henderson, number 35 then. And then, of course, number 24 later, his rookie season for the A's. He showed us what he could do. All that potential right at the very beginning. Uh, the guy could hit. He could hit for power. Great defensive player. A lot of people forget that Ricky could really handle left field. Had a serviceable, if not above-average arm early in his career. Not so much later, uh, but obviously the greatest leadoff man ever to play the game. And certainly in our lifetime and probably ever, we're never going to see his stolen base record equaled. So you got to give it to Ricky Henderson, no matter whether it's Rooker or 
Well, it really doesn't matter on this current squad who's playing left field because it's Ricky. Okay, let's move to center field where you have a multiple gold glove winner, the 1979 A's patrolling center field, playing the shallowest center field I've ever seen anybody play. That would have been Dwayne Murphy, whose middle name was Gold Glove, really. Dwayne Gold Glove Murphy, right? So that guy, uh, defensively great. Offensively had some pop, too. So you got to give the nod there, especially because we're dealing with kind of a platoon right now in center field, which I want to talk about even more in our final segment today. But for now, uh, we'll just say that between Ruiz and Butler, who are the center fielders at the moment, uh, you got to give it to Dwayne Murphy. Okay. And moving over to right field, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a clean sweep for the 79 A's because you have their perennial home run leader starting at around 1979, but going all the way through the Billy Ball years as well, and that would be Tony Armas, who played right field with a cannon of an arm and a lot of power as well. So he's your right fielder. He's going to win this battle, again, uh, compared to whoever might be out there. Now, again, I got a pretty strong opinion about who should be there, and his name is not Seth Brown, okay? We'll get to that in just a minute. But that, uh, that kind of covers that. Starting pitching, not even close again. 79 A's made the cover of Sports Illustrated just a year and a half or so later as the A's aces. We're talking Matt Keogh, Steve McCaddy. There goes my hand again. Matt Keogh, Steve McCaddy, uh, Rick Langford, Mr. Complete Game, and, of course, Brian Kingman, who uh, is famous for losing 20 games in a season. But, yeah, I mean, they were just great starting pitchers. Of course, with Billy Martin as your manager, you are going to finish what you start. And uh, this staff was no exception. They led the world in complete games. Didn't really need to worry too much about the bullpen because uh, the starter was going to be around at the end. But you had guys who uh, flirted with 20-game seasons uh, after 79. Certainly a nucleus and a pitching staff that uh, probably up until we got Hudson Mulder Zito was probably our, our best pitching staff, you know, since Vita Blue, Ken Holtzman, Catfish Hunter, and Blue Moon Odom. So, starting pitching, again, not even close. We have a couple of bright spots. I think J.P. Sears could end up being something. Uh, certainly Paul Blackburn as well. Uh, but for now, 79 A's are going to take that. Bullpen, did you watch last night's game? Okay, say no more. Uh, our bullpen's horrible. And uh, not that we had a high bar or high expectations. Uh, it just hasn't lived up to anything. Uh, back in the day, the 79 A's, a lot of lefties. They had Bob Ochinko. They had Bob Lacey. Um, and then, of course, their, their closer later on would be Dave Beard. But the 79 A's was another Dave, Dave Haverlow. Uh, guy threw a screwball, right-hander. And uh, screwball, by the way, was seen a lot in the A's uh, uh, games back then. Mike Norris, that was his out pitch. Okay, so you got to give the bullpen without hesitation to the 79 A's. And in case you're, uh, you're not following along, you probably uh, caught just from the, the way things have been going here. It's not pretty. It's pretty much hands down, those 79 A's. Why? Because they became a better team. Now, to be fair, we don't know yet what this 2023 team can be. Potential is everything. And I think we have some, some bright spots that we can build on, certainly in our all-star in Brent Rooker. Uh, we've got a player in Estuary Ruiz 
who is uh, already you know looking at 60 stolen bases or more for his rookie season, which is fantastic. And Lawrence Butler, the lawman. And we want to talk about those guys for sure uh, in a little bit more detail as we wrap up today's show. Listen, you can follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. Also, join the community on Discord. Go ahead and do that. There's a link to join in the description of today's episode. Uh, Segment three, the one we've been waiting for. If, indeed, you're a fan of either Mr. Ruiz or Mr. Butler, I happen to be a fan of both. If you hadn't figured it out, now let's forget last night's game because, as I told you, uh, Lawrence Butler had to go away to take care of family business. He's on the bereavement list uh, with a loss in his family. But uh, he has been sharing time in center field uh, with Esty, and um, I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I hate this platoon. I don't just dislike this platoon. I hate it, and the reason why is one or the other is Ryden Pine. And the statistics do not prove that this is indeed a classic platoon, meaning batting average-wise, OPS-wise, slugging percentage-wise, every barometer you could apply to these two players, and I know it's early for Butler, but just based on what he did in the minor leagues, this guy projects to be a 40-plus home run year, a home run a year guy, and he's going to drive in more than 100. That's the projection. He's up here for a reason. Let him play. And I think, you know, now that uh, the shoulder's better, we got to let Esty do what Esty does. We used to let Ricky do what Ricky do. We got to let Esty do what Esty do. And you may have noticed some similarities there. First of all, with men on base, the guy is a machine. He's hitting over 350 with runners in scoring position. Uh, he is a classic leadoff man. No offense to Zach Geloff, who can hit no matter where he's at in the lineup, but I think you know the smart thing is to put him second so that Esty can do what he does. The other day, it was just last week, we watched him draw a walk, steal second, steal third, score on a fly ball. That, back in the day, was what was known as a Ricky run. Now, it's a Ruiz run or an Esty run if you want. It's something we need to see more often. What an electric baseball player, more than adequate in center field. Lawrence Butler is as well. I like his defense too, and I think he's got the better arm of the two. So, hello, put him in right field. Butler should be our everyday right fielder. Ruiz, I really feel this very strongly, should be our everyday center fielder. And to bat anywhere but leadoff is a travesty. Mark Kotze, if you're listening, and I hope you are, get him out of the number nine hole. He doesn't belong there. Quit benching him every time, uh, you know, you feel like you got to put Butler there instead. Just let the kids play. You got 23 games left for them to get comfortable. You want to build a story going into spring training for 2024. That's how you do it. That's how the 1979 AAAs did it. Hopefully we don't equal or, ooh, shudder to think, have an even worse record than that team did. It could happen. But you know what they did? They let the kids play back then. Murphy played. Ricky Henderson played. Wayne Gross played. All those kids played. And because of that, they grew into a winning team. In 1980, 1981, they won their division. Lost to the Yankees in the playoffs, but it was a strike year. Uh, But they beat Kansas City in the divisional playoff. And that is pretty much, I mean, few players here and there, but pretty much the same team that Jim Marshall 
was managing to a 54 and 108 record in 1979. Yes, the original Triple A's. Those kids had a chance to play. And then, of course, in 1980 and 81, Billy Martin was there, Billy Ball, and under his managerial excellence and just their raw ability, uh, the A's made some noise. Cover of Sports Illustrated for your pitching staff. Not too shabby. Hey, before we get out of here, do not forget that you can catch every single pitch of the A's hometown broadcast. Where do you find that? Well, of course, on SiriusXM. And all you need to do is get the SXM app, and when you're there, search athletics, and you'll be able to listen to Ken Korak and Vince Catronio, uh, you know, Chris Townsend, that entire team, the broadcast team for the A's, First class, one of the best things about our squad, to be honest with you, over all these years, is our great broadcasters. So check them out, and uh, make sure you check us out, because we're going to be back here again tomorrow. Again, thanks to you for, uh, you know, kind of letting us slide into this position. It'll take a, a little bit. We're going to try to do something with the background there as well. It may be a little bit more permanent, a little less virtual, but, uh, you know, it's growing pains. And again, the most important thing is that we hear from you. Because without your feedback, can't grow the show. Can't build the car if we don't know what the pieces should be. So I hope that you'll be there. Not just uh, tomorrow, but maybe the day after and the day after. Become an everydayer. Nothing wrong with that. And thank you again for always making us your first listen every single day. That's pretty cool. Coming up on the next Locked on A's, it's all about Vegas. Where's it all at right now? It's been kind of quiet other than Mayor Tao talking about what she thinks Rob Manford ought to do. But in the meantime, has Dave Cavill flown into Las Vegas? My spies say yes. What about John Fisher? Uh, probably not. We haven't seen him. Uh, but we do have a statement. We do have apparently a relocation packet that's been turned into the MLB. And the people in Vegas that maybe have something to say about this have something to say about this. So we'll share that with you tomorrow. All about the relocation that may or may not happen. That we don't know. But one thing you can definitely count on is that we will be locked on A's every single day. Hope to see you back here next time. Till then, I'm Wayne Coy. Take care.